0: This is Financial Detox, helping you retire with confidence. Featuring Jason Labrum, certified financial planner and founder of IDA Wealth, intelligence driven advisors. For over 20 years, Jason has shown people how to steer clear of toxic advice, achieve financial peace of mind, and manage their wealth for maximum impact. Join Jason and co host Alex Klingensmith as they simplify the complex, share industry secrets, and provide proven strategies designed to take you from financial insecurity to financial independence. This is Financial Detox.
1: All right, welcome to Financial Detox. This is Jason Labrum, and I'm your host in studio today with a very special show coming to you. Uh, We have, as always, Alex Smith, the best co-host in the universe. The finance—the only team. co-host, but thank you. That's right. But <laughs> it, I've been of all co-hosts of all shows Whoa. of all the universe. Thank you. <laughs> big statement, right? It's pretty big. <laughs> um, we have a special guest today, a good friend of mine. I think I've known Brian for maybe 20 years. I mean, it was like back in the beginning days of the business for me. So Brian MacArthur, who is a president of Bridal Insurance and his team and he work exclusively with financial advisors to navigate clients through their Medicare enrollment under the watchful eye and in partnership with the client's financial advisor. And I don't think if a, a uh, show listener if, if you're listening to the show and you're 63 64 in that age and you're struggling maybe even 65 with the Medicare choices don't think you have to go through your advisor to get to Brian um, you can go direct to Brian'll we'll we give us contact info at the end or just reach out to us at financial detox but this is a critical issue and it's not critical until it is right Brian I mean Medicare is everybody knows about it and hears about it but then all of a sudden one day you start getting loads of mail and And you have to make some decisions, and it's borderline bewildering. It's like trying to understand the share classes of mutual funds as a a regular investor. So I think you're going to help break all this down
2: for us today, and welcome to the show. Thanks. Welcome, Brian. Thanks. It's great to have me. I was here, Alex, when... Jason called you the best co-host ever. So yeah, the
3: I, there was a, there was a witness, witness? and someone uh, right. might hear that on the show. Maybe thousands of witnesses. So next time Jason's mad, I'm like, hold on, I need to just play something back for you. you okay? be... <laughs> <laughs> How much vacation are you taking? in Listen, dude, <laughs> I'm the best co-host ever. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> in,
2: in my previous career, I was called a regional vice president. The only two people who ever took notice was my grandmother and my mother-in-law. Oh, so, yeah. That's so. That that was your moment right that's, there. That's hey, it. for
1: for three years, we only had two listeners to the Financial Detox Show, and it was. Is my mom and my wife and my wife works for us so she had to do it so right. and uh, and it. my mom said it was terrible so it wasn't <laughs> 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 all right Excellent. Well, anyway tell us about uh medicare welcome to the show tell us about um kind of what uh clients should look for because this may be one of the biggest decisions that people make is how to do this or or maybe one of the most frustrating or confusing decisions that people have to make when it comes to uh, Medicare, and, w- and then we'll wrap it into a bunch of other topics and concepts as
2: well. Sure, um, and y- all the above, right? So I always say this is probably the most overlooked part of the financial planning process, as far as the uh, advisor taking a leadership role and guiding clients through this. You guys do, which is uh, which is very very notable. Um, I also joke around that they keep this just complicated enough that I always know I'll have a job tomorrow, right? Which is Good. an awful thing to feel grateful for, but job security—you you, got to <laughs> with you. gratitude. Yeah, and. Um, and a big part of it is one it's messy it's complicated it changes all the time the best marketing material on medicare is still just okay on a good day yeah so uh, again probably promotes job security um on my my end but um it's also a deadline driven event so it's not important and then suddenly when it's important it's super important right so uh it's and it's it's confusing there's a couple different dynamics that really promote the confusion right um I always like to point out that actually Medicare is really, really great news in almost every case people's benefits are getting way better than they're used to oh good and way less expensive in real dollars
1: than than what they maybe had as a working in their working career as a health care plan
2: right right okay. uh, take it with a little bit of a grain of salt because if you're a w two employee right. maybe you're paying two hundred dollars a month out of your paycheck for an okay plan your employer six. sixty four right, right. <laughs> sorry I didn't yeah. <laughs> set new expectations here in the <laughs> NBA, but. <laughs>
3: Depends on this level of subsidization that you're of the company you're to, with, right, right? Right. And then you go to retire, though, because some people are retiring around this age as well, right? Right. If but, they're fortunate enough to
2: exactly. And, but uh, you know, a good example is a lot of times I'm speaking. Let's just say it's a client of yours. It's a realtor, right? They're self-employed, right? They're coming to me at age 64, paying a thousand dollars a month for a crummy silver plan, and candidly, uh, I can go into it a little bit deeper later. But higher income cre- makes Medicare more expensive. At the most expensive level that realtor is still saving about forty percent in premiums and getting a way better plan. It's just it's really difficult for this not to be good news for So people. you're saying that Medicare is a good
1: government program. However, it's broke. Um and so we hope it keeps going or do we expect the benefits to come down and change or do we just expect taxes and the cost to go up? How like how about that? Maybe that's a, a topic for a whole nother show or another portion of the show but so ba- basically what you're saying is it's a good thing medicare's awesome we It'll have the subsidy this and and I would I can't even say it's a government subsidy because we've paid into it all of right. our working years but it's working i mean there's a program there that is a benefit to most people
2: right which is the other thing i'll share is that the 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 worse that the affordable care act gets Uh, Every year it seems to get more expensive and do less for us. And (laughs) even even your group plan is an Affordable Care Act compliant plan. Um, The worse it gets, the better Medicare looks. Um, I've had two ladies in the last month who, when I walked through Medicare, they actually decided to, they were paying individual health insurance premiums on their own, and they're throwing themselves uh, Medicare parties because I'm saving like, you know, $800 $800 a month right. by going on to through, Medicare, a party. To, wow. through a party for themselves. It's really good news. So I always like to bring that up. That's the yeah. rainbow at the, you know, uh, the, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, what kind of happens, one, it's good news. Number two, um, all the options are really great. I mean, you have to navigate through it, but it, it's all going to be good news, right? What I always like to point out to financial advisors and, and clients of yours that I speak to is, Everybody's eligible at age sixty-five. Right? Right. You know that. That doesn't mean all your clients are enrolling at sixty-five. Half of them are enrolling at sixty-five. The other half work until it stops being fun. Sixty-five is not old anymore.
3: Right? So if they're still working, they don't. They You probably aren't going to enroll in Medicare. Uh, no, it, the, the the,
2: but but they still like hearing from me at age sixty-four. For a why would of they
3: keep with stay on with their current benefits and and not enroll in Medicare? Even though right. that uh, good question.
2: Yeah, it depends. Um, There's circumstances in which. Um, so as an employer, you can't. You can't force anybody to go on to Medicare, but I always tell employers, if you have people 65 and up, throw them you know, a
3: party and tell them to go right, on or, Medicare well, it seems or just like introduce like you, them you, to me. Sh-
1: Yeah. You should be in doing a presentation to all employees at every company, large company that are 64 years old, then you're going to save the company a bunch of expense.
2: Right. So I, I will, without probably going
3: into a bunch of details, Biasat, are you listening? Right. <laughs> well, hold on. Is it good for the employees though? That's the question, yeah. right? Yeah. So it, typically what happens uh, is you wind up. Either. Uh, Sounds
2: good. <laughs> so when I meet people approaching age 65 and they say, hey, I'm still working. I'm on the employer plan. I say, you're in the driver's seat. Nobody can make you do anything. Okay. But let me walk through what Medicare looks like, how much it costs and what the benefits are versus what it's like being on the employer plan. If you think you'd like to be on Medicare, you need to walk into your employer's office um, and, uh, and, and volunteer to leave but what i can Not tell leave you- the employer, leave the employer leave plan. the employer's yeah. medical plan right okay. but but in those cases i because i've already talked to the business owner i said now when this if this employee decides to walk in i'm going to ma- i'm going to tell you to pay 100% of their medicare premiums um, they're going to get better benefits and a typical business will save about 7 to 8000 dollars in hard dollar costs for for every one employee who decides to go on medicare so, um, so
1: let me back this up so there's no rule that says when I'm working at age 65 if I'm still employed there isn't any rule that says I cannot go on Medicare I can go on Medicare absolutely okay Is, even if I'm still working even if I make a million dollars a year
2: right the higher the income if it's a w2 employee the, the more inclined those people are to stay on the em- employer plan okay. um, I, I' just want to be cautious of i don't want to bore you because of how
1: medicare is taxed right right (laughs) hold hold tight we're going to give you an example of this and if you're 65 and you're still working this may be something that you can do to not only benefit yourself and reduce your cost but something that you can do to benefit your employer too kudos you get some credit and everybody wins all right stay with us. this is financial detox and i'm jason labrum we'll be back in just a moment Welcome back. It's Jason Labrum, Financial Detox, in studio with Alex Smith, of course, and we have a special guest, Brian MacArthur. Brian MacArthur's with the Bridal Insurance, or Bridal Insurance. He is focused totally on helping you get the right Medicare plan. So when you come up on that beautiful age of 64, about to turn 65, is when you start getting mail and all kinds of choices and options. And Brian is the guy who we work with here at the Intelligence Driven Advisor Team, and he has, I think I've referred you to, I don't know, handfuls, dozens of clients. And every single time, Brian, I have done that, the result or the response from the client has been overwhelmingly positive. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Brian's great. Holy cow. I didn't know I could have figured this all out so quickly. Blah, blah, blah. So thank you for that. And thanks for being here today on the show. You are um, about to give us an example of. How kind of this this works in an employer situation? In case somebody is still employed at age sixty five, and they there there may be some reasons why you want to go to your employer and get on Medicare even when you are employed by helping because it, it could help your employer and it could help you.
2: Right. So I'll give you a common example. Okay. Let's just say that the employee has a decent plan through work, and yep. their employer takes two hundred three hundred dollars a month out of their paycheck for health insurance. Okay. okay. Um. Candidly, for most of us, just. Using an example, the very, very best Medicare option um, between Medicare Part B and a Medicare supplement plan F and a drug plan runs about, let's just say, $350 a month. Okay, okay. So it's better benefits for 350 and the employee is usually paying 300 Now, usually what I say is, you know, 65 is not old. You haven't complained about your health. I don't know if I'd get excited about hopping off the company plan to pay 350 instead of 300 let me tell you who really wins. It's your employer. Because you're paying $300 a month out of your paycheck for an okay health plan. Your employer is probably paying another eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars dollars a month behind closed doors for health insurance. Yep. So you're expensive. They're never going to say you're old and expensive. Get off the company plan. That would be age discrimination, right? right? <laughs> but what you could do, only if you want to, and it's up to you, is you could walk into your... Uh, your, your your boss's office and say, hey, I'm thinking about going on to Medicare. My benefits would get way better. I understand you'd save a lot of money if I volunteered to leave the company plan. Number one, you'd stop charging me $300 a month because right? yep. no premiums. Number two, it's going to cost me about $350 a month to be on Medicare. Would you put a $350 stipend into my paycheck each month if I volunteered to leave the plan? Typically, the... Boss either already knows about it and is thrilled the employee came into the office right. and asked because it really needs to be initiated by the employee. Yep, yeah. Or two, they kind of know about it but they haven't had a 65-year-old right. in four years and the person who yep. facilitated that has moved on to another company. Or three, their eyes perk up and they want to get dangerous on it really right. quickly. So think about that. The employee gets the best benefit's imaginable. Right. They get a $300 a month net income pay raise because they're no longer paying insurance. Yep. And the employer goes from paying $1,000 hard dollar expenses to keep this employee happy to 350
1: So it's, would you be willing to talk to employers about that too? Obviously, you can help the employer orchestrate that as well. I mean, if the employer goes, oh, well, sure, Mr. or Mrs. Employee, that sounds great. I'm not sure what to do because we have employers and business owners listening to this show right now, can they call you? And so that they
3: understand that? Absolutely. Like a workshop for the employees almost, maybe you could educate them on how this what you just said in a group setting. Right. And they should they should probably start this, I would imagine, before they're sixty-five. Sixty-four, 64 is the year. Sixty four. Right? When you turn sixty four, you start having these conversations and
2: right. All um, the astute financial advisor is engaging a client about Medicare at age sixty four. It's right. one year before they're eligible. Starting at age sixty four, clients start getting more mail than you can possibly imagine about Medicare. It comes from Medicare sure. insurance agencies, insurance companies, insurance agents. It's insane. Whatever you think a lot of mail is over the course of your triplet. Wow. Um, so what you know, what we do with you guys is we have you reach out to the 64-year-olds and yep. say, Hey, it's Alex. Can I ask you a question I already know the answer to? How much mail are you getting about Medicare? I always say pause when you ask that question because the clients laugh almost Every
3: time. Yeah, thats like how you and I have had this conversation, yeah. and I was like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then at that
2: point, you usually say, hey, you can throw it out. We do, you know, intelligence-driven advisors, we do want you to have help with Medicare. We do not want you dealing with strangers. Um, and the bar is- cl- Stranger danger. Right. Clients are not- They have zero expectation you guys can help them with Medicare. They're so appreciative because you're engaging them at the height sure. of their confusion. Yeah. And just handling one more thing within the financial plan.
3: What you guys other, do a great job of that. What other, thank you. What other considerations should someone who just turned sixty-four, like let's say they're married and have kids, and so those are considerations on the on this decision as well in terms of uh, leaving their plan if they were to. Right? How do you address those kinds of things?
2: Good question. So uh, back to that employee situation, uh, if they have a spouse, you know, let's just say it's a, a male at age sixty-four turning sixty-five, his wife is sixty-one, he's probably going to want to stay on that employer plan. Um, you know, Medicare would be good news for him, but he would go from. He would have to pay full price for a sixty-two-year-old spouse, and they can't just—they can't
3: just let him leave and keep the family somehow.
2: Uh, usually <laughs> not. Yeah, you know, maybe in a closely held organization, but the the the, the, the better assumption is that no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what about this one? This is gonna—I'm gonna just reach out here on this one. But if you were—if if the company really is saving, you know, or paying for a family, then that's more than that's more like ten or twelve thousand dollars a year, I think. Maybe just I'm just ballparking that. I don't do healthcare really, but. Does that seem like a Out of fair the employee
2: number? side or employer side? Uh, just total,
3: both? between both sides. Maybe $10,000, $12,000 a year, maybe even more?
2: Uh, it, could, it would probably be more.
3: Would you be um, able to go as an employee and go to the organization and say, "I would like better benefits for me, and and I'm willing to move off the plan, and maybe you want you feel like giving me a, a compensation increase because of this particular decision?" Well, I think that's what we just did. So yeah, right? yeah.
2: You just go in and ask the employer, say, "Hey, it'll cost me three fifty a month to be I'm on Medicare." Talking about the family oh, version though,
3: where it's like twelve thousand dollars a year, and I, no, I don't want to stipend for for my Medicare. I want I want to stipend for my entire. For, for for the remaining portion, the difference is ever ever heard but the of a Medicare story. Medicare
1: only covers individual, It right. Doesn't cover the family. So uh, I, I yes, yeah, so, so, yeah. I'm confused by your
3: question. Help us out. I'm a 64 year old man. I right. have a six year old w- wife. I have three kids. We're all on the group plan. The company's paying fifteen thousand dollars a year for our health insurance. I don't really know that, but I, if I did a little bit of research, I could probably figure it out on on uh, you know one of these websites, right. right? I go in there and I say I'm I want to be on Medicare. Um, the remaining difference would be you know. You, x amount of dollars would you be willing to give me part of that maybe I don't know well I think
2: in 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 that example 65 year olds probably their kids are all over 26 which means they're probably not covered but so it's usually you know employee and employee and spouse spouse. but to your example uh, I I think there's plenty of examples where employers will incentivize employees to take group benefits from the employees spouses company so if you can push it on to right talking to Brian MacArthur of Bridalwood
1: Insurance. And Brian is an expert when it comes to Medicare. So we've been having a fruitful discussion about Medicare and even talking about how maybe you could help your employer and help yourself get yourself a pay raise and uh, save your employer some money uh, by if you're 65 years old by going on to Medicare, even though you're employed and have health coverage there. So some great options there. I want to invite you to reach out to us because this it requires some discussion. You can't absorb all this over a 30-minute show. But um, you can reach out to us at seven eight seven seven. 877-707-8889. Once again, that's 877-707-8889, financialdetox.com. And we will introduce you to Brian and let you get walked through. And Brian is the most straightforward, just a great guy who understands this business in and out, who will help you... Um, make good decisions and can maybe even talk to you if you're an employer and you run a plan. Maybe there's a strategy here to uh, help educate your employees up to this, which could possibly save you thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of dollars a month, uh, depending on how many employees you have. So good stuff, all good stuff. Um, thanks Brian for all your input here and Alex joining in. But what about um, one of the things I think that's important for people to recognize is the tax aspect of Medicare and social security as well. We've done a few seminars and events on taxes and, and how you can construct an investment strategy that yields a much higher after tax return. If you implement a few things and that matters um, not only from, overall after-tax investment returns, but it also matters when it comes to the taxability of Medicare and Social Security, right? Right. So is it true that when we are paying Medicare, we get taxed on our Medicare? So you pay a supplement or additional Medicare cost and that's based upon the income you earn. So the higher income you earn, the more quote-unquote tax you pay on your Medicare benefit. Is that correct?
2: Right. So I'll give you an example. Yeah. Um, Part A, I would say it's free, but that's disingenuous because we all paid for it our whole lives out of our paycheck. Right. But there's no monthly premium for Part A. When somebody's going doing a full Medicare enrollment, they're going to enroll in Part B. Part B costs the average American $135.50 a month, but it can, does, and will go higher based on their income. Now, most of your clients are usually professionals, they're good savers um, and even if they were good savers from modest income, a lot of times that your clients their highest income years in their whole career are in the last year or two of working. They're exercising options, they're selling a practice, taking deferred comp and it spikes the income. Um, so just to give you an example a married couple who can keep their modified adjusted gross income yep. under $170,000 which is still a lot of money in retirement pays that minimum part B premium of 13550 but the, the income tiers are pretty narrow. If that married couple um, has modified adjusted gross income over $320,000, which is about the max, their Part B premium goes to $500 a month. Whoa. And you know the difference, as far as managing liquidity events and things at end of career events where you know money is coming towards you. There's not a big difference in a lot of cases between 170 and not a lot has to happen in your career to go from 170 to 320, right? right? So it's just important that I uncover that every single time. I want to hit people in the eyes with reality and just send them into Medicare with eyes wide open. Honestly, a lot of times, even at that high Part B premium, 500 a month. It's still really good news, right? Still- <laughs> right. But to 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 uh, back to your point, Jason, is what I also point out with people is that once you get to about three hundred and twenty thousand, you're, you're capped. So I always tell them, hey, go back and talk to Jason and Alex about this. There's more to consider than just what I'm telling you, yeah. but. To the extent that you have some malleability or some autonomy on how and when you're going to harvest gains and do things that increase your modified adjusted gross income, in the years that a married couple is going to make over three twenty, they may as well make three point two million for Medicare purposes. Right.
3: Well, what you're saying is right on point with the, the events that we did at the beginning yeah. when the tax cut and jobs act first came out and, and actually made this situation even worse for people that are higher income earning. We looked at the law. You're talking about the one and two year horizon, right? We look at the, the you know, we have this, we have our, you know, the modeling and the planning we do is for your whole lifetime. And so I think, and I I don't think we've done this and shown clients that if you do certain strategies around the short term, you know, to box conversion, yeah. to prevent RMD in the future, Medicare, once you're on it, does it ever go away?
2: Well, the, the
3: premiums are there
2: uh, forever. However, uh, what I will tell you is that, there uh, Social Security, who administers Medicare, is always looking at two calendar years prior at your modified adjusted gross income. So even if your client is going on Medicare now and they have super high Medicare Part B premiums of five hundred a month, yeah, uh, every year they're going to look. You know, it'll it adjusts it'll, annually, right. based on the Part
3: Two. So my the answer was it adjusts was
1: that annually based upon the past two years. That's right, two calendar so years. So it never prior. goes
3: away. I know we're running out of time. This, we could, this is an interesting topic, Brian. It really is. There's a lot of, it's so confusing that my, my takeaway is I'm just going to keep sending them to you. <laughs> this <They should accomplish>.
1: is <laughs> a, a good, and, and Brian is available to help. I want to give Brian's contact info too to make it easy for you. So 858-753-7000, 858-753-7000. Why didn't we get a cool number like that? Our number's like eight, seven, that doesn't work. <laughs> Your number's cool. 858-753-7000. That's Brian MacArthur, Bridalwood Insurance if you have any thoughts, questions, or uh, concerns around Medicare or looking for a guide to take you through that process so that uh, they make it easy, understandable, and effective for you, Brian is your man. And the financial detox team here at Intelligence Driven Advisors can help you take a bigger, holistic look at your entire financial plan and investment strategy so that not only your taxes are lower, you pay less tax on Medicare and Social Security, but you have the right investment strategy in place because you deserve to pursue better, and that- That's what we do here at IDA is help you pursue better. As always, we want to thank you for listening. I'm Jason Labrum. It's Financial Detox, and we'll catch you next week.
0: To learn more about Financial Detox and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and resources, visit FinancialDetox.com. Call Jason and the team at Intelligence Driven Advisors. If you're ready for Financial Detox and a better tomorrow, call 877-707-8889. Get answers to your questions. That's 877-707-8889. That's financialdetox.com for podcasts and information. And if you like what you've heard, be sure to hit the subscribe button. That way, you'll be notified about upcoming podcasts. You'll take one more step toward financial peace
4: of mind. This content is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any types of securities. Mr. Labrum and intelligence-driven advisors are not responsible for the consequence Consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of information provided in this program and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided the information discussed today reflects the views of mr labram and his guests as of the date of the show and are subject to change without notice past performance is no guarantee of future results any forward-looking statements or forecasts are based on assumptions and actual results may vary from any such statements or forecasts no reliance should be placed on any statements or forecasts when making an investment decision accordingly listeners should not rely solely on information provided Provided today in making any investment decision, there is a risk of loss investing in securities, including the risk of loss of principal. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will be profitable or suitable for particular investors' financial situation or risk tolerance. Asset allocation and portfolio diversification cannot assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses.